If there's one thing you can count on in transfer pricing, it's rules. I mean, there are rules, or as tax authorities euphemistically say, guidance for everything. Loans, intangibles, documentation, you name it. There are even new rules just to tell you how to follow the original rules. Sound ridiculous? We get it. But there are times when we do appreciate a little <clears throat> guidance, and we've got some of those helpful, let's call them good rules for you today. Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, Hot Off the Press, Cross-Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing News Podcast. And we've got a little everything in here for you today. But first, a message from my friends and yours at Cross-Border Solutions. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of The Fiona Show, Cross-Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. Cross-Border Solutions recently relaunched Transfer Pricing University, a live webinar series where you can learn about modern-day transfer pricing, everything from methodologies to comparables to preparing documentation to meet country-specific regulations. Good stuff, I know. Chief Economist Mimi Song leads the sessions. I just ask the occasional obvious question. Since our program is NASBA certified, you can earn one CPE credit for joining each session. Pretty sweet. So what are you waiting for? Join us for Transfer Pricing University Weekly. Classes are free, so now you really have no reason to miss it. Sign up at xbs.ai slash tpu. Did you know that one out of every three bananas comes from Ecuador? That's a lot of bananas we're talking about. So I guess it makes sense that on July 1st, when the country finally published technical standards for Ecuador's transfer pricing regime, i.e. which financial info should be used to calculate a profit level indicator, it also laid out specific transfer pricing rules in regards to one of its biggest exports. You guessed it, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. The new resolution includes how to calculate the monthly comparable price for certain banana boxes, 22XU if that means anything to you. The calculations depend on the banana's final destination and financial info that's available up to March 15th of the tax year following the year of analysis. The tax authorities will have to publish a comparable price on their website. Multiplying that price by the minimum price of the fruit, then dividing the result by the minimum price of the 22XU banana box should deliver an arm's length price. And of course, the guidance listed some other fine print specifics, but if we dove into each calculation here, trust us, it would drive you, well... If COVID has taught us one thing on a transfer pricing level anyway, it's that the profit split method sure can come in handy. You can divide your profits, fingers crossed, or your losses, these days a more likely scenario, between related parties. Sounds simple enough, not to mention a perfect solution for a global economic downturn. But if you're thinking quick fix, Experts warn you could be inviting trouble. If you've typically used methods that align profits with one side of a transaction and now you're allocating them between parties, well, let's just say tax authorities notice these things, especially if you're trying on a new methodology for no particular business reason. The OECD and IRS say the profit split method is appropriate in certain circumstances. If each party is making unique and valuable contributions, if business operations are highly integrated, or if each party is sharing substantial risks. But if you haven't shown this in past documentation, then the profit split method may get you little more than lots of unwanted attention from your favorite tax authorities. 
How do you avoid the wrath of the Australian tax agency on intercompany loans? Easy. You employ arm's length credit ratings to your related party financial transactions. According to the ATO's recent guidance on audit avoidance, part of the country's practical compliance system, a move like this, though not a safe harbor, can offer a little more tax certainty than you might be used to from the land down under. Use the compliance system to stay in the ATO's low-risk green or white zone and you can avoid audits. Australian parent companies should play it safe and register with the Australian Stock Exchange and extend related party loans with the same terms and credit rating as they do for third parties. Will a strategic move like this guarantee you'll be off the radar? No, of course not. But given how aggressive this particular tax authority is, we'll take all the help we can get. And so should you. That wraps our show for today, but keep up, why don't you? Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and we'll fill you in on the transfer pricing news every week. And don't forget about our anchor podcast, The Fiona Show, where we dive deep into transfer pricing trends, issues, and yes, even those rules. I'm Matthew DeMello, and I host, edit, and engineer this podcast. Executive producer Mary Lynn Mitchum-Strom writes our scripts. That's all she wrote for today. Be well, stay safe, and we'll catch you next week for more transfer pricing news hot off the press. Thank you.